you take medication? I don't. And you never thought, I hope, of harming yourself. No, but many others have. Of harming you. Yes. <laughs> Ben Baker. Welcome to Why Can't I Be You, in which I come through some of comedy and pop's best collaborations to judge parodies of specific singers, bands, or musical genres. And this week we pitch a bulbous salutation to one of the most misunderstood, and unfortunately all too understood, musical forces of the last 40 years. I knew who you are. So do I. You're Morrissey. I know. You used to be with the Smiths. What are you doing here? I've come to do an interview. Great. Ah, Stephen Patrick Overcourt. I'm not one but Morrissey. A man who has released some very good records and some very, very average ones since the bare-bottomed front cover of Hand in Glove first stood too close to us on the bus in May 1983. Those same 30-plus years featuring some brilliant homages, put-downs and absolute assassinations of the Mancunian mouthpiece. Thinking up mozgags put all of Collins, McCorney and Quantic's children through college, whether they wanted it or not. I love a good pop parody, especially a full-on musical one, and few acts provided more of a instant hook for satirists and confused comedy types than the Smiths, with their tight, almost funky instrumentation, matched to some of the bleakest, most maudlin lyrics ever to hit Tony Blackburn's top 40, being delivered in a reedy caterwaul that had many a father dropping his pipe during Top of the Pops. The first national spoof of any kind I can trace seems to be Radio 4's long-running series Radioactive, the launchpad for the careers of all of its cast, including Angus Dayton, Helen Atkinson-Wood, Michael Fenton-Stevens, the much-missed Jeffrey Perkins, and musical director Phil Pope, who by the mid-80s was in high demand thanks to his TV work on Spitting Image and Who Dares Wins, of more of which in a second. With the premise of the show being a full commercial radio station, almost every episode of Radioactive featured a musical parody written by Pope or Steve Brown, who would become equally prolific as a musical parodist and later would become better known as Alan Partridge's bandleader Glenn Ponder. The Smiths got theirs in Series 5's Music Festival, first broadcast on the 16th of August 1985, six months after the album mentioned in Mike Flex's surprisingly harsh introduction reached the top of the charts. Morrissey of The Smiths, whose hit LP is called Meat is Murder, a protest against killing animals for food, has just announced that the group will play no more live concerts in front of their fans because, he says, they can no longer condone cruelty to vegetables. <laughs> and so what follows is a way with words, possibly the shortest radioactive musical spoof ever at around 20 Five seconds, with Phil Pope extending every word as long as possible. Uh, that, that's it. <laughs> oh, I remember when I heard you say to me that I would never be the kind of guy that you In 
fairness to Pope, he would take another crack at the Smiths on TV in the largely dreadful Who Dares Wins in 1986, with the catchy Life Isn't Fair. A proper song, but by the woe is me lyrics about some shoes, doesn't really sound very much like the Smiths. I mean, they have synthesizers and turtlenecks in the video for God's sake. Turtlenecks aren't melancholy! The guy who lives across the road from me has got a really nice pair of shoes and at least 30 pounds even in the sales Society is on a short fuse There's something very wrong with the world where there's so much pain And you have to borrow money of your dad So I sing it out again final year of the Smiths relatively short existence found two very different takes on the band with fellow Mancunian comedians. Big Mouth Strikes Again became Little Frank Strikes Again briefly in the joyful indie medley by Frank Sidebar recorded for a flexi disc for Blah 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 magazine. Turn to the Smiths for the 1993 single Panic, which shares a name and several words with Morrissey and Mars Poison Benler to Steve Wright and his ilk, but is otherwise this weird, brilliant, tall tale with a filming for the title sequence for his late night ITV Fantastic Shed Show, which was disrupted by a freak, blustery, windy thingy. Oh, it's annoying the Yorkshire film crew because it spoils the continuity. So the crew went off for an early lunch in a pub, but disaster, no music, but only cassettes of presenters illegally taped off Radio 1. Including Anne Nightingale, who is of course still clinging on in there, aged 80, on Wednesday nights on Radio 1. Oh, Anne Nightingale, what's your blinking game? I waited for your roadshow, but your roadshow never came. And guess who I blame? the DJ, and the DJ, and the DJ. And the DJ, and the DJ, and the DJ. And the DJ, and the DJ, and the DJ. She is, she really is. 
Thank you. We've got to hand it to Frank as well for the names of the versions on the record, which featured an ace mix, a fantastic mix, the top mix, a bobbins mix, and thingy mix. Returning to 1987, it's hard to imagine what a sensation the last resort with Jonathan Ross had been when it began at half twelve on a Friday night on Channel 4. Probably the most successful filching of the David Letterman format, Ross's show was quickly bumped forward two hours and became the flagship series for the still fairly new fourth channel. There was a lot of room for playing about and comedy, with regular sketches like this one, which has filled more than a few comment boxes since YouTube reared its head a decade and a half ago. And now, Manchester's greatest, biggest, fattest star presents a tribute to the Smith. I would go out By Bernard Mac. But I haven't got a stitch to Now, I'm no fan of the late Manning's brand of humour, which was calculated to cause as much offence without especially representing the comic's own opinions. But you have to applaud him for giving that sketch the enthusiasm it deserves and going along with a joke. I was happy in the haze of a drunken house. Yes, they're all here. Panic, heaven knows I'm miserable now, and many, many more. I was all brought together by this charming man, Bernard Manning. And heaven knows I'm miserable now. Do you really think She'll pull through. Do you really think she'll pull through? <laughs> Girlfriend in a coma, I know. I know it's serious. I mean, you just can't quite imagine the banging with Manning star coming home at the end of a shift at the Embassy Club and thinking, eee, all right, fancy a spin of strange ways, here we come. Between the previous clip and 21st of April 1989, where we head next, the Smiths, of course, became officially no more, with Morrissey launching a solo career to huge acclaim and genuine chart sales, something that was not missed in the third edition of Radio 1's hip and edgy new comedy series, The Mary Whitehouse Experience. whose then-resident comedy music duo, Skint Video, gave us this. Woke up one morning, got out of bed the wrong side Folded up the wet blankets and started to cry Thumbed up the Samaritans, two of them attempted suicide Won't someone tell me why? And like a wet weekend in Grimsby I'm the motorway service station of life Got a voice like Clement Freud or Morgadon I was looking for a job and I found the job as a singing telegram At funerals, oh such fun Cause I'm the boy who's a pain in the ass. I'm as happy as a pile sufferer with diarrhoea At O-level whinging I can top up my class And just what the doctor ordered If he prescribed euthanasia <sighs> Yeah, not the most original, consisting mainly of Morrissey is quite depressing, jokes, and that reference to having a voice like Clement Freud and Mogadon, probably best left in the past. Ironically, that parody was probably more studently and obvious than the subject in question, and as this footage recorded live from Glastonbury 1984 shows, this wasn't even Skip Video's first attempt at parodying the Bequist one. Like Big leaks grow out of his behind Vegetables are very lovely things Especially when you're fair, precious young thing Sandy's glove She left it on the train yesterday Oh, I can write a song about anything Well, I wish someone would teach me sing I would go out tonight But I haven't got a vegetable to wear 
Thank you. By the 90s, the cult of Morrissey had slowly begun to build in America, especially South America, which became a bit of a safety blanket for him in his unsigned and unwanted years between 1998 and 2003. The fourth series of I'm told it's great, but I've never really got it, sorry, comic commentary over bad film series Mystery Science Theatre 3000 invited the singer, actually head writer and later host Michael J. Nelson, to perform his new single in 1992. Spoilers, he is quite depressed. So, Morrissey, uh, how you doing? He hurt me with that remark. Did I mention that I cried? <laughs> now, to prove that our... Tupperware coffin really locks in pop star freshness. Morrissey's going to honor us with a song, aren't you, Morrissey? This is a song I wrote at a time in my life when I was very, very, very sad. At breakfast, actually. It's called Hairdresser in a Coma. I cried last night, I died a million deaths Thinking of your sweet face And the way you sing I cried inside, we lied and died And then I cried again Well, sticking with the Americans and perhaps the strangest of the lot Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends was a sweet and colourful cartoon which ran from 2004 to 2009 on Cartoon Network and is exactly what the title suggests a big loving place where all sorts of mad imaginary creatures reside including a morse machine with a black quiff and an ever so familiar twang Message received loud and clear Message received loud and clear I'm sorry Morsi but we're kind of busy right now Sam Burger in a rowboat, I know, I know, it's serious. I think he has an incoming message from Sam. I would hate anything to happen to him, Well, what's the message? <clears throat> dot, dot, dash, dot, dot, dash. Dot, dash, dot, dot, do, dot. Morse E, how many times do I have to... Wait, don't speak Morse code in English, please. <clears throat> Panic on the promenade deck. Panic in the main engine room. Stop. All the rain falls hard on this humdrum boat. This boat will not stay afloat. Stop. Bill Nye next. Not Bill Nye. He's, he's a different one. He, he's the bloke with a bow tie in those memes about science that you don't quite understand. His beloved nature was formed in the 90s thanks to his long-running US kids series Bill Nye the Science Guy, which humorously explained various scientific topics with sketches, experiments and parodies of mostly recent chart songs. And thus it was that Momentum got its moment... Um, in the spotlight in 1994 when Momentisy... Sang the faster you push me, the faster you push me, the farther I get. You're adding velocity. The faster you push me, the farther I get. You're adding velocity. I will roll very far, but not as far as that.
While we're on the more you ignore me, the same song would feature in Armando Iannucci's excellent but short-lived Radio 1 series as Rebecca Front plays an alarmingly real victim of Mozzie's increasingly unhinged adorations. It also features Richard Herring as a boyfriend and later on, in a clip we won't hear, Peter Burnham as a policeman and Armando as a judge rightly putting him away for the rest of his dirty Morrissey life. Hitting a bit of a creepy tone. No less unfortunate is the American comedian Dana Gould's clown fucker skit from 1998, which defies logic as either a Smith spoof or an actual comedy item. It's just you better stare it. She awoke in the morning into no surprise. The man of last night had fled. Stains of white grease paint on a body that ran from her toes to the top of her head. The alarm stung her ear, she rolled over to spy, much to her chagrin and her dread. A crumpled red nose and two oversized shoes strewn by the side of the bed. Clown fucker, clown fucker, that's what they said. Clown fucker, clown fucker, that's what they said. No, never fuck a clown, dear. That's what money yeah. said. Still, at least he got work writing for The Simpsons, and he created the not-half-bad horror sitcom Stan Against Evil. So, no, no, it's, it's still rotten. Indeed, that reedy way of singing reminds me of Harry Hill's 1999 turn, performing This Charming Man on a Stars in Their Eyes celebrity special. And that was when he was still quite a relatively cult comedian with a Channel 4 series, a decade and a half before he would weirdly become the host of a 2015 revival of Stars in Their Eyes. He didn't win. He was beaten by newsreader Kirsty Young performing as Peggy Lee. But yes, Morrissey allegedly hated it. Let's listen. And see why. Do you like the person that you're going to be tonight? I love the, I love him. You know, he's one of my big favourites. I've followed him. He used to be in a, a band, but uh, then he went solo. Shall I give you the clues? Oh, please do. Is that what you're, well, <laughs> only if you have a moment. <laughs> he was a re- his real name is Stephen. He's a local lad from Manchester. Mm-hmm. And at any one time, he's been a charming man. He's had a hand in a glove, a thorn in his side, and his girlfriend in a coma. Once <laughs> described as Britain's most aggressive loner. Who are you going to be tonight? Tonight, Matthew, I am going to be Morrissey. Morrissey! The man who made miserable fashionable. Tonight, singing live, Harry Hill is Bicycle, side and side. 
While we're at this stage, not quite parodies, but affectionately nodding that direction and sound, are Mitch Benz never went through a Smiths phase, and MJ Hibbert and the Validators the lesson of the Smiths, both of which seem initially quite dismissive of the group, but went in very opposite directions by the conclusion. But there are some brilliant lines in this particular track which nail the Smiths fan experience solidly. A peculiar voice sang with Mancunian twang about how he was miserable then. I sat through the song as he droned on and on like some pale intellectual outlaw. And when he was done, I thought that wasn't much fun. That fella wants to get out more. And even now my friends are all amazed When I tell them that I never went through a Smith's face Likewise, MJ Hibbert has an even more painfully real experience being a fan as he sings this You see, I didn't have that great a time in my later years at school I didn't really like anyone, least of all the kids who were cool I had to hate with their music and their fall became the epitome of all that I abhorred But in later years at Indie Disco To jump a stretched and spectacle himbo All I lacked was a clip for the pocket of daffs I could have seen them playing live, but alas They spit before my foolish pride decided not to be so daft And when I contemplate the great mistake I made A little voice bites up to say And as the song continues, he realises that it doesn't actually matter who likes what, but we should all just enjoy the things we want. Even take that if we must, although admittedly he did record that when Gary Barlow still paid his tax, of course. Hmm. If you recognise the name MJ Hibbert or that very distinctive voice, that's because he broke through in the early days of the internet, as we know it, with Hey Hey 16K, a loving tribute to those rubber-keyed spectrums that went really far with her Joel Veitch video and everything, back in the days when the internet was quite a small place and something could break through very easily. Indeed, YouTube's probably a huge part in why things have sort of become just a big mass of stuff now, and there are, in the pile of that stuff, a load of Smiths and Morrissey parodies, and... Yeah, most of them are absolute garbage. But there are a few good ones, and head, if not legs, above them all was Jay Foreman, who took the Smith sound in order to complain. Although in this case, it might actually be justified. I could be a great inventor, I could go so far. I could be a lab technician or a movie star. But I'd make myself so miserable when I Tried giving them more room, tried hanging upside down I hope it's nothing I've been doing wrong I haven't got any legs, still haven't got any legs Gestation's very difficult and slow I haven't got any legs, still haven't got any legs 
based on this next one, as he is one of my best friends, but Daryl McLean spent lockdown doing TV themes in the style of various pop stars. And of course, the Smiths eventually had to crop up doing this little number. Yesterday, I was having to blame for repenting to his So I found him in a black sedan. Took a shine from a one man back. Instead of we got blind to you, you'd never see. You're a star, you're a star, shiny boots and a new guitar. And I know that you got fucked, you're a star. Ah, short but sweet. The pride of Twitter there, Darren McLean, with his tribute to new faces. And, but blimey, have you seen the time? We've barely scratched the surface of these parodies. There's been adoration and acrimony. But we haven't even talked about the people who Morrissey himself ripped off, like Brian Appleton. Because I was so weak with my illness, my voice kept trailing off in a way which anticipates quite uncannily the vocal style of Morrissey. And it's a very self-pitying lyric as well, which is very Smithsian. And uh, I don't know... It's an open verdict on this one, but it would have been nothing for Morrissey to come down from Stratford in Manchester. It's only half an hour on the M6 down to Newcastle under Lyme to listen outside the right flat window. I don't know, maybe you'll decide, but it's uncanny. It's my turn to be poorly. She said, get out of bed, you're better now, surely. My turn to be infirm. Stop acting like a kid, it's me that's the invalid. Brian Appleton there, one of the other characters from the man better known as John Shuttleworth, Graham Fellows. And you might have heard him on the Radio 4 series The History of Rock and Roll. Another Radio 4 series that took a little bit of a poke at Morrissey was Richie Webb's 15 minute musical. I've settled every score and then some more and the royalties pour in like rain. Heaven knows I'm newsworthy again. I am not meant to be this content. So surely I should take a bow. Cause heaven knows I'm not miserable now. And that singer Richie Webb clearly had so much fun he wanted to stretch that Mancunian muscle again on perhaps the greatest kids TV series of the 21st century. And not a joy whilst being miserable, I'll leave you today with Matt Bainton giving it his indie best when Horrible History sang all about Charles Dickens, a rather pale, intellectual and unhappy chap. Now who does that remind me of? Hmm... I lived a happy life till I was ten years old When death landed dad in prison and our country house was sold Lodged with a lady in her London flat so cold Worked at a boot polish factory labelling jars quite dull all told Goodness only knows I was a miserable son For a time I went to school but then I found a job As a clerk to a lawyer, oh, it made my poor head throb. I failed to be an actor despite my loud gob. Ended up reporting speeches of the parliamentary mob. Then, as everybody knows, I started writing prose. Put my life into my books, friends and enemies and crooks, legal bosses of the crop, in the old curiosity. Shop, begging in all 
Which people said was funny Didn't sell like books before My family still asked for more Little Dorrit is a tale About my dad in Devon's jail While Hard Times tells my life About when I tried to leave my wife Little Nell's death was my poor dear Departed sister-in-law And David Copperfield Working in a factory I must confess that that was really me In my life felt shame about poverty in childhood Wrote about sadness, suffering and fears Also wrote about people with funny names Bumble, small wheat, Scrooge, Uriah Heap and Blackfoot Squares Whilst writing Edwin through train crash didn't help my mood Still I drove myself on With readings far across the pond Died before I wrote Drew's end Sort of thing drove me round the bend So Dickens, take her Dickens, take a bow And heaven knows I'm miserable Why Can't I Be You was written and produced by Ben Baker. All clips come under review as fair use and are copyright their original sources. Got someone in mind you'd like me to cover for a future Why Can't I Be You? Or you spotted some moz mocking that I've missed? Let me know on Twitter at Ben Baker Books. And until next time, remember the lesson of the Smiths. Just because a bunch of wankers like it doesn't mean that it's shit. Goodbye! Stop that.